Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where you learn all about the Lord and the love of the lore that we learn about every time we LARP together. I don't know why I went all alliterative there, but uh, I hope that you were blessed by it. I've never LARPed. Real quick, has anybody ever LARPed live-action role-play? I haven't LARPed a day in my life. There, there, there are certain... Um... I have played pretend as a child with sticks out Okay, in the playing pretend as a child with sticks is different than LARPing. Because, okay, I would go out in the woods, I'd find a surveying stake, and I'd pull it out, and I would be Link traveling through. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, but that's that's fantasy child imagination role-play. I mean, if you're going out with your friends as adults and dressing up like Boromir and uh, Jon Snow and <laughs> you know swinging foam swords at each other uh, 20 feet away from the soccer field, uh, that's that's <laughs> LARPing. Th- there are certain, uh, I think, boundaries, certain uh, checkpoints of nerdiness. I think that's one of the last ones. I think that's that's like way past Doctor Who. And the, my friends have tried. LARPing. Yeah, tried to. It, it always ends in chaos. But I do have someone I know who does, in fact, go LARPing every week with his coworker. Um yeah. Explain LARPing to me, because I know what it is from seeing it from afar, but to me, I don't understand it. It goes in the same category with me as, as like, Civil War reenactments. I I, I don't <laughs> quite... It's like, why do you guys far keep as, picking the, the Confederate side? You know you're going to lose. <laughs> be with the Union. As far as I know, it's literally just playing pretend like when you were a kid, just with better toys. This but time. do they act it out? Is it like a role-playing game? Oh, or is it, is it, you know, it's, it's like a, I think they, like Gwendolyn the Mage rolls to attack so-and-so. That's what I it's, assumed it was. It was like live-action Dungeons & Dragons. From what I've seen in movies where people LARP in the movies, uh, basically, like, with a, if you have a sword, you cut off somebody's arm, they have to, like... They can't use that arm anymore. Stuff like that. I mean, that. I've seen Monty Python on the Holy Grail as well. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> my, my that's pretty much what it is. If we have any, if we have anybody that's listening to us out there in podcast land, and you can give us a, a better example of what LARPing is, we would love to have you on the show. We would love just to talk to you about it. We're not here to make fun of you. We're not. We, we just. I'm curious. That's an area of nerdiness. I, I, I I'm like the the nerd Jane Goodall. Uh, I just want to live amongst the chimps and find out why why they scratch one another. It's fascinating. And it is fascinating. So uh, help us out. Anyway, welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. Uh, we we have started out uh, already on a rabbit trail, and uh, and let's let's get back to to the main story. My name is Tony T. With me, as always, is producer Stevo. Hello, everybody. Stevo, what's happening, my brother? Not much. Not much. Now you are dressed up in a LARP-looking costume. There, what kind of character are you uh, are you portraying tonight? Lovable bystander. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it looks like looks like uh, street clothes, albeit ill-fitting and wrinkly. Uh, no, this shirt isn't wrinkled. This is nice. <laughs> moving around is to ill-fitting. player two, <laughs> the lovely Tory Line. Bro, your shirt is totally wrinkled. It's not wrinkled. Yeah, it's wrinkled because I'm fat, but it's not wrinkled. <laughs> no, that's no, right. no, never mind. I ironed this thing. It's a nice it's shirt, Stephen. <laughs> Tori, Tori, what's going on? That's a that is a lovely scarf you're wearing. <laughs> Thank you. It is. Uh, my... It is finally a little bit chilly yes. here in Florida, so you've got some New Jersey uh, weather it's to my enjoy. Wishful thinking. Wishful uh, thinking outfit. scarf. Yeah. This is my scarf of invisibility. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there you go. So what what's going on with you? I am finally back to doing homework all Yay. the time. Yay! Yay. Yay. And the last. Yay. 
Normalcy yeah. has been restored. Yes. Uh, Stephen has gone full unbuttoned on his shirt, yeah, revealing warm in here now. revealing the nine year old undershirt, uh, the Hilton Head uh, Ranch. Two thousand eleven. It's uh, it's four years old, five years five old. Five years now. old. Five years old. Peeling youth group youth group field trip uh, summer retreat shirt that he's wearing, representing uh, the Revolution Student Impact, and moving around the table to the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, hey, howdy, hey, cowboy. Uh, <laughs> what's going on in, in Neff's neck of the woods? There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> well, you're my favorite deputy. <laughs> Neff, uh, I, was, I was admiring <laughs> your, your shirt tonight. Uh, Neff, Neff shows up to church in what I, I thought was a Daft Punk t-shirt, and I thought, okay, that's a, that's a brazen move. Uh, and upon closer examination, it is in fact a uh, Captain Phasma and Kylo Ren shirt that says First Order. Uh, so apparently I am the, the daft one. Uh, that's a pretty cool shirt. <laughs> where, where'd you get that from? Uh, I got it from T Public. T Public. Now, now, Neff is known for not only the, the cadre of interesting nerdy shirts that he wears, but he also is a distributor of shirts. I got one of my favorite T-shirts as a gift from Neff, uh, which was Bill Murray on the, on the shirt. And it says, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. That was my Christmas gift to everybody this year. I gave Tony that. Tori got mine. I also very much liked. It was a. It was the tenth Doctor, in Wind Waker style, with holding up two heart containers, saying, "You have oh, two hearts." Two hearts. Like, oh. And Stephen, that what works was yours? on so many levels. Right. Mine was. Uh, it was just a, a white T-shirt that says, "I love you, Steve-O on it. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was I a, have a matching <laughs> one. It was. It says, "I love you, Neff," but it's weird why he didn't. It's get weird, me right? That <laughs> one. But no, he got me a. Uh, I'll guess it's a replica. It's one of those like. It's a sublimation. Sure. It's a shirt that's supposed to look like the Marty McFly outfit that he yeah. wears in Back to the Future. I saw you oh, wear that. Was really, really neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like cosplaying. Sure. Like, like LARPing. LARPing. <laughs> oh, full circle. Yeah, every, uh, to all of our, our circle of friends and our friends that have impacted me a lot through the year, I give them shirts that they're really into, stuff they're really into. Cool. Well, that's a, a great segue into our next segment, which is called, Wow, What Are You Really Into? Hey, man. What are you really into, huh? <laughs> what have you been reading? What have you geeked out about over Christmas break or, or so far the first part of 2016? Uh, what's something that you've been really, really into? Neff, uh, you were just telling us about a TV series that you sort of rediscovered. What have you been watching? Yes. Well, I, I've never watched it before, but I always hear the theme song on on videos on YouTube and whatnot. <laughs> uh, it's X-Files. It's the a, X-Files. It's on Netflix and... You, you recently said on one of the episodes that it's a good show, so I figured if Tony Talavera approves... Oh, my goodness. ...then it must be a good now show. Now, keep in mind, the last time I watched The X-Files was about 20 years ago, so... That's when uh, it came out. <laughs> you, yeah, you might you might be getting the approval of a young Tony Talavera. <laughs> you might, he was a lot less discriminating than uh, than old version of me. But it's so, really good. It's a good show. It, it's a clever show, and it was <laughs> it was definitely ahead of its time. It's it's a fun fun watch. Um, I think I kind of gave up around the fifth season, uh, so I never never got to the end. But I guess they're still going. So I guess none of us have gotten to the end. Yeah, yet, they so. had a, a new show coming out again uh, this year. Just That's important to remember that the truth oh, wow. is out there. I want to believe. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> Steve-O, what have you been geeking out over? What are you really into, man? Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that is that. exactly what you said last time he said Animal Crossing. Well, that's the proper response. Yeah. So, <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, I also just, um, I got a Google Play gift card for Christmas. Nice. And a white elephant thing. I did not look out and get into Dell CD. But uh, I use that to purchase a book. A white elephant game? <laughs> 
What's that? The thing that you won the Adele CD. We we played this at a youth leader thing. You were there. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and no matter how many times I've played that game, I've never seen anyone win a white elephant. I didn't win a one, white elephant. I feel like year, it is false advertising. It's called a white elephant. elephant. A white elephant. Or so literal. I want to see a forklift lifting a crate of forks. forks. Forget it now. Go back to sleep. I'm. Anyway. Steven, what did you? Uh, <laughs> what have you playing on on Google? Whatever. No, I purchased a book on Google Play to read on okay. my tablet and phone. That's good. That's a good step for you. Reading is hard. What are you reading? Uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Very cool. Yes. A, uh, a veritable journey through a potpourri of 80s pop culture references. Yes. Set in an interactive dystopian future where yes. the internet is everywhere. Yes, yes. I enjoy it so far. Good read. Look forward to hearing what you think about it. Tori, what have you been geeking out over? What are you really into, man? What am I geeking out over? <laughs> most, most of my goals lately have been making goals and achieving them. So it's like really adult, boring things. Yay. Yeah. Yay, grown-up stuff. Yay. Boom. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I geek out about the sleep I get. I got a lot of sleep lately. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh, you woke Neff up. Good. You said the good. Word. Yay. <laughs> sleep wakes them up. Oh, there you go. I've been, uh, I've been playing a lot of video games. Uh, I, I downloaded some games over the break. I got some new ones that uh, some of them were, have turned out really good. Some of them have turned out frustrating and disappointing. Uh, man, I played some that just sneaked some content that was pretty unsettling. And I'm like, ah, I'm playing this game, but now I don't really feel good about it. So <laughs> putting a lot of them aside. But that's okay because all those games that I got take backseat. Uh, my game of games has finally been re-released, and I am so excited to tell you about this. Uh, I, I, I actually backed it on Kickstarter, so when they first announced, hey, we're going to be bringing this game back, I went, yes, 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 all the yes, and I threw my money at them, and I got it um, uh, early. It, it just came out yesterday, but I got it early before the release because I'm a financial backer. I'm in I'm actually in the credits the of this VIP. game. I'm wow. in the credits of this game. VIP status. Like 9,000 names down, you can find me. <laughs> but the game is Amplitude, Amplitude, brought to you by Harmonix. Now, if you don't know what Amplitude is, it's one of the earliest kind of, uh, it was a PS2 game. It was a, a four-player rhythm game that was kind of based on uh, EDM sort of music, uh, and, and it was a lot of fun. Harmonix is the, the company that ended up coming out with Guitar Hero and, and ultimately Rock Band. Guitar Hero is the sequel to Amplitude. Uh, they, they took the controller which you were using to play the Amplitude game which plays exactly like Guitar Hero and they said well we're going to make it now with a guitar controller and we're going to make it a little bit more of a guitar simulation that's how Guitar Hero came about but Amplitude was the precursor to that and it gives you uh, a, every single track it's multiple parallel tracks and every single track represents an audio track from the song whether it's synth or bass or drums or guitar or vocals and you jump back and forth from each track trying to complete a chain to get that track going so you're musically spinning plates trying to keep the song going it is a lot of fun it is super fast paced super frenetic when you're playing multiplayer you're all competing for the same tracks so you're, you go really really quick and you can jump it back and forth you can block other people and you can uh, throw disruptors at them and different things that can mess up their scores and it becomes extremely competitive and a lot of fun and if you play that thing on some harder levels you have to be a Jedi to finish those songs. <laughs> I mean, you, your, your fingers are doing things in your brain. If you stop to think about it, you're going, how how am I doing this? It can only be something akin to a spider sense. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's a really, really fantastic game. I'm, I, I don't usually put the full endorsement out there, but it's on PlayStation Network. It is $20, and it is worth every penny. 
you must, you must, you must get Amplitude. And it's got a great soundtrack. Really, really cool electronica trance, uh, trance uh, dubstepy kind of soundtrack. And it's really, really fantastic. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be coming out with more DLC for it. I will buy it all. I love, love, love Amplitude. Boom. So that's what I've been geeking out over, if you couldn't tell. I'm not sure yes. I even breathed that entire time <laughs> that we were talking about it. But uh, So everybody good then? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. How do you guys like to play a game? Yeah. I love to play a game. All right. I haven't it's, played a game in a long time. We haven't played a game in a long time, so I thought we would open up with a game. <clears throat> and this is a game we're going to call Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Uh, this is a game where your job is to get closest to the pin. So I need someone that wants to volunteer to be our player. One of you guys is going to be our player. Fantastic. Tori. <laughs> Tori is going to be our player. Uh, okay. Great job, Tori. Thank no, you for volunteering no so swiftly and I so live, readily. I live to serve. And so, right. you know. and so audibly. Yes, <laughs> so audibly. <laughs> With this Raising her hand silently on our audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, mean, which you know. means that Neff and Steven are going to be competing against each other tonight. And Tori, Ooh. you're going to be our player. Now, explain what's going to happen. I'm going to ask a question, and all of our questions are number-based in their answers. For instance, uh, what year did Animal Crossing New Leaf come out? Neff is going to take oh. a guess and say? <laughs> 2007. Steven is going to say? 2013. Now, Tori, your job as our player is going to be a guess who is closest to oh, the pin. okay. All right? Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean that either of them need to be right. Right. It just means you have to guess which one is closer. So now said 2007. Okay. Steven said 2013. The correct answer is? 2013. Steven. So you agree with Steven. So your correct. job is to say what which one you agree with, Steven. Uh, and the correct answer is 2013. Steven, on the money. Yeah. Ding, Do you ding. get point, like extra points if you get it on the money? Yeah, you get extra points. All the extra points. <laughs> but you don't, you're not competing for points. Only Tori is. So. Oh. Um, oh. So we're trying to help Tori. Yeah, trying to help Tori. We're, we're well, going to see. We we're going to see how many points Tori can get on this, and then we'll switch after like five questions and let one of you guys uh, okay. play. And then be oh, okay. All right. So, are you ready? Everybody understand the rules? I'm so yeah. ready. All right, Tori, you are the player. Means Stephen and F. You're going to be throwing out our answers. If you're at home, feel free to play along. Number one, how many episodes of Star Trek: The Original Series were produced? Sixty. Neff says 60. Steven? 68. 68. Tori, who's closer to the pin? I think I think Neff is. Neff with 60. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is 79. Whoa, I was Over way three out. seasons, What's which up? means Steve-O is closer to the pin. Tori, no point awarded. Okay. So, so Tori is at zero points. So now that we've seen how, how much you know Star Trek... Let's uh, bring it to the more Star Trek questions. What? Number no. two. How many of ep episodes of Star Trek are there in total across all Star Trek programs? Neff. You gotta go kind of quick here. 358. 358 total episodes of Star Trek. Steven. 519. 519. Tori. I'm gonna go with Steven. She's gonna go with Steven, who said 519. From the original series, the animated series, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise, there are 726 episodes of Star Trek across 30 seasons. Fantastic. You got one point. Good job, Steve. <laughs> I was going to guess higher, but I thought it was too high. Tori, in the millions, how many PlayStation 4 units have been sold to date? 29. 76. 29 million or 76 million? Tori. I'm going to 
I'm going to go with Nev on this one. 29. Final answer? Yeah. That is it. The uh, correct answer. This just came out in the news this week. Sony has announced they have sold 35 million PlayStation 4 units. So, Tori gets the point. Woo! Yeah. Is that in the U.S.? No. Or is that total? That's that's a whole lot of stuff. Victoria. Sir. In the main comic book continuity, meaning not Elseworlds, not movies, but in the main comic book continuity, how many sidekicks named Robin has Batman had? Seven. Five. I'm going to go with Steve on this one. Steven says five. We have Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne. Five on the money. Oh, is he right on? Yeah! Carrie Kelly doesn't count. Carrie Kelly doesn't count. The main continuity. Carrie, that would technically be like an Elseworlds. And we would have had like a split. Indeed. I uh, I actually was counting Carrie Kelly and not Stephanie. Not Stephanie. Well, she was only Robin for like three months. She was See, I counted Stephanie, but then I counted Carrie Kelly. Oh. All right, final uh, final one here. Traditionally, how many Jedi Masters sit on the Jedi Council? Twelve. Nine. Twelve or nine? I think Neff is at least closer. Neff is closer with twelve. That's the correct answer. Oh. Oh. Very good. Tori, you've done a very good job this round. Two points. She's I got two points more. for double. Two yeah, points. she didn't get it for double. You know, she didn't get a double point just because you got an extra. Oh. You get two points, though. Good job. Well, okay. yeah. So I got two points, though, too? Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> sure, everybody gets two points. You don't really get points for answering. You just get points for guessing who's closer. So uh, let's see. Uh, Star Trek, you got it wrong, but I think you got all the rest of them correct, didn't you? Yeah, yes. fantastic. Great yes, job. Four points, Tori. Oh, all right, Tori. I think she got the second one wrong, too. The second one, she got, she backed you. Oh, no, that's what it was. Don't ever question me, boy. I forgot. I'm sorry. All right. So who's our next player going to be? Let's make it Steve. Okay. All right. So Tori and Neff, your job is to guess the answer to this. Steven, you're guessing who's closest to the pin. All right. Bruce the shark from the movie Jaws was supposed to be how long? Tori. 70 feet. Neff. 30 feet. Steve-o? Neff. I'm going with Neff. Neff, final answer. Yes. The correct answer is 25 feet. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. 70 sorry. feet. 70 feet. 70 like foot shark. <laughs> You're going to need a real big boat. That sounds like a sci-fi <laughs> movie. That's a dude, sci-fi that, original you movie. You couldn't even Sharknado that. Yeah. That's a right. megalodon well, you know, territory. Go big or go home. That's Leo right. Leo Play on. Play on. But wait, they're going to put on him rows of teeth. Um, all right. Happy Gold Here we go. Steven. Yes. Uh, non. Uh, how many. How many games? I'm, I'm trying to word this correctly. How many Zelda games, how many Legend of Zelda games has Nintendo released? Now, this is not including non-Zelda character games like Smash Brothers. Uh, it's not including... Uh, yeah, the Philips CDI games do not count. Uh, but these are Zelda story-based Legend of Zelda games. In the ballpark, roundabouts, 13. 15. 13. I'm going to go with Tori. She, he's going to go with Tori. Tori, the expert on Zelda. The correct answer is 
18. Oh, what? 18. Wow. And I oh, thought, you know what? Never mind. And I didn't include yeah. Hyrule Warriors. No, I didn't either. No, I don't know if you guys remember, but I did make a list so I could go what through all tri- of them. What about Triforce Heroes? We have yeah, a Link, see, a link to the Past, Oracles of Season, Oracles of Ages, I Link's Awakening, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, Legend of Zelda, Adventure of Link, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Four Swords Adventures, The Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Track, Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, Four Swords, oh, and the Ocarina of Time. Duh. It's, not, it's definitely an off day for me, my apologies. You still think you're correct? All right, so, Steven, you have one point so far. All right, how many different themed series of Power Rangers have there been? Tori. You're making a face. You look five. like Robert De Niro right now. <laughs> five. She says five. With six Neff. questions. Let's go Marcy. with uh, 12. Neff. <laughs> What's the correct answer, Steven? Do you know? 15? It is 19 oh, different Woo! themed seasons. Yeah, Over it, it, 22 seasons. They, they basically just started doing one per year. They would do a new one every year. I like Dino Thunder. That's how they sell more action figures. Mm-hmm. 19 different themed series of Power that. Rangers. Over 22 seasons. I can't even think of 19 themes. I don't even have a rebuttal. Like just, I don't. Uh, all right, moving along then. Um, how many hands? And by hands, I'm going to include arms with hands attached to them. How many hands were cut off across all of the Star Wars movies? Live action, theatrical release, Star Wars movies. How many hand-arm combinations were removed throughout Star Wars? Tori, your guess? Hold on, I'm I'm counting. You're counting? You gotta go quick. Neff, your guess. Ten. No, it's like three. She says three. Neff says ten. Steven, who are you gonna agree with? It's who I think is closer because I have a different number than them. Who do you think's closer? I think Tori's closer because Tori I think it's five. Is closer. All right, let's go through the list. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Zam Wessel, and Anakin Skywalker. Oh man, Zam is oh, my crap. favorite. I think, I think Neff is closer. Star Neff. Wars Episode Three: uh, Revenge of the Sith. Count Dooku loses both hands, so that's three and four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, you're counting individual. That's General Grievous loses both hands. Never mind. Five, five and six. six. I picked. I picked wrong. Mace Windu oh. loses his right hand. Anakin loses his other hand. In A New Hope, C-3PO loses his arm. Pondo Baba loses his arm. Who the heck is that? Pondo Baba's the walrus face guy. He looks like he has a baby's butt sticking out of his mouth. You don't know Pondo oh, Baba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shut He's up, the guy man. that's like, he doesn't like yeah, you. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like you either. <laughs> Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. The Wampa loses its right arm. C-3PO loses both of his arms and his legs, too. And Luke loses his right hand. And in Return of the Jedi, Vader, for the third time, loses his hand. Again. He's a monster! <laughs> <laughs> so the total number is 15. Yeah, 15. Never. So, uh, Steven, you did not get the point. Guys, I failed me. I am a disgrace. I failed you. You didn't pick my answer. And I didn't even count, like, how many limbs were cut off, because then you got to go down a whole list of them. I mean, Vader the lost legs. all his legs, and I don't know if you count uh, Darth Maul. I mean, he kind of lost both he of lost, his he legs. Lost his bottom I mean, torso. He kind of lost He lost everything. He lost everything. <clears throat> All right, and then this will be the last one. Steven, yep. who are you going to believe? How many different animal villagers are in Animal Crossing New Leaf? How many different animal villagers are... I, I could... <laughs> we could on, turn the wait. lights off in wait here, <laughs> and we could see from the sparkle in Tori's eye right now. Tori. I'm just going with Tori. All right. Before they How many us. different animal villagers, oh, unique animal villagers, are available in Animal oh, Crossing New Leaf? There's... 
back I, with my answer out first? Sure, yeah. go ahead. 27. 27. Tori. Tori? I'm going to say like like 20. I'm going to say Tori. I'm going with Tori. 20? Yeah, it's wrong. But I'm Animal that. villagers. Like individual characters or yes. categories? Individual, individual characters. characters. Oh, there's like 50 or oh, more. Then, yeah. And then Tori. Then. I still go with Tori. I've said Sorry. Tori the total even, number like, species. is 333. Dang, wow. never mind. <laughs> wow. That was, that was my backup answer. Unique animal. So, Steven, I think you came out with what? Two points in this? No, I got the last one. Well, you got Animal Crossing. I got Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And, and I got the first the shark. Bro. So, three. Okay, very good. 70 so, feet. So Tori's got four. Steven has three. Neff! Yes, You're it's our me. player now. You just can't miss I'm one. I'm not exactly reliable so far. Tonight, okay. So, so Steven versus Tori. The Kessel Run. <laughs> How far is a parsec what? in miles? Oh, what? I thought the, a parsec millenni- was a measurement of time. The parsec is a measurement of distance. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, goodness gracious. That was the, the big criticism about the yeah, Kessel Run. Yeah. He's like, I made the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. A lot of people thought, well, he's mistaken because he's trying to say how fast his ship is. However, there are theories that say that the Kessel Run itself is a very dangerous run that comes by close to uh, extremely hazardous objects. And by being able to go in a shorter distance, it means that he was able to weave in and out of those dangerous objects without being struck or pulverized so the making the kessel run in a shorter distance was more admirable than making it in a faster time but don't they say that when they say as your ship fast goes it's the only ship that made the kessel run less than 12 parsecs steven shut up <laughs> how far in distance in miles is a parsec all of them you gotta give me a number it's a good one it's a good answer <laughs> I don't know, 5,000 miles? 5,000 miles in a parsec. Steven? 12,392. 12,392. Who are you backing? Uh, I guess I gotta go with Tori. Tori. A parsec is approximately 19 trillion miles. (laughs) Yeah! So you were a little off. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Steve. A parsec is 19 trillion miles. That's um. So it's a light speed thing. It's a uh, well. It's. I mean, it. it sure. It would take you several light years to go a parsec. Number twelve. <clears throat> How many total years did Marty McFly travel across in the Back to the Future trilogy, Stephen? Steven, stop thinking. 160. Uh, 12, 100, 150. What did you say? 100. Oh, what? What did you say? I said 160. What did you? Okay, and you said 150. And Neff. Can't you be on my team, Tori? Just go 30 or something for me. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Can I change my answer? No. Okay. He's wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm wrong. Okay. You said you were wrong. No, I'm, I'm. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna. I'm not closer. Neff, who do you choose? Steven. How many years was it, Steven? It was. Hold on. You know, I'm doing the math. Math is hard. Two hundred and twenty. Three hundred twenty. Oh, three hundred twenty. So I would have been close anyway. Oh. Nineteen oh. trillion miles. Okay. Jeez. That's a parsec. <laughs> yeah, 320 miles back and forth and back and forth. Years. Just just uh, 320 years. Yeah, because you had 100 years. Uh, yeah, about two miles, actually. 
and uh, close enough that he could just run from where he yeah. gets out of the car to yeah. wherever. Um, all right, uh, number thirteen. You got a couple left. Nineth. So far, you're doing pretty well. How many live-action DC Comics movies have been released to the theaters? How many live-action DC Comics movies have been released in theaters? You just have to guess. You don't have to be right. You just got to be closest. Ten. Tori says ten. Pull this out for me, bud. I say thirteen. Steve. Steven. What do you think the actual answer is now? 12. The correct answer is 25. Dang. Whoa. Did I miss all the Wonder Woman just, ones? Just between Superman and Batman, you have more than 12. Oh, I completely forgot about the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yeah, you got four no, Christopher Reeve Superman. I added four, and then I added and then the four Superman Returns. Batman. That's eight. Oh, and I didn't add Superman Returns. Four Batman Superman movies, three Dark Knight movies. That's And then you have 12. Steel. Oh, I didn't have Men of Steel. Catwoman, technically. Catwoman, Swamp Ooh, Thing, no. 1 and 2, Green, Supergirl, Green, Constantine, Green Hornet, uh, V for Vendetta, uh, Green Lantern. Watchmen, I didn't even add Green Lantern. Jonah Hex, Green Lantern, <laughs> The Losers. You guys uh, you guys know. are really bad at this. I, really I forgot about. I forgot Jonah Hex even I mean, you got, existed. You, you picked me, so you got to play. It's a Megan Fox. Movie. All right. Now, you're doing all right. You're still winning. You're still winning. <laughs> Am I? Tori, you know why you're winning? Because Tori is just lowballing everything. It's like, how many billion, I don't know, zero? Just say four next time. Just All of them. Four. You got to get in this, Tori. You're handing this to Neff. You are winning this game so far. Yeah. If Neff, if you was winning. No, so far, Neff, you have three, tying with Steven. Tori has four. So if she just spoon feeds you these other two, you're gonna walk out of this thing a winner. Wait, We're how all many gonna... questions does he get? He gets five, just the same as everybody else. Yeah, but he hasn't. He missed two. of No, those. he didn't. Yeah, he missed the one. He got to win with Tori, and I was correct. I did miss the first one. He missed the first one. Okay, well he can still tie with you, Tori. Oh, okay. I hate it when you guys fight. How much more money does The Force Awakens need to to earn to beat Avatar in worldwide box offices? How much more money? Does The Force Awakens need to earn to beat Avatar in worldwide box office? Tori. $50 billion. <laughs> what the crap, Tori? Thanks, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did good. <laughs> Bless you in your ministry. <laughs> we, will, we will walk side by Tori. side into victory. <laughs> Tori is just doing the job, man. Thanks, Tori. Pin me and pay me. <laughs> you said not to lowball it. <laughs> so, I don't mean to give me the gross domestic product of China. <laughs> okay, well, Steven. it's true. Wait, how much did you say? Fifty billion. She said fifty billion dollars. Okay, technically it's true though. I say forty-nine billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! The correct <laughs> answer: one dollar. Who do you who do you back, Neff? Oh, you know, I was. Can, can I change choice. my answer to a real answer? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know the let answer. Me, let me I know change the answer. It to What's the answer, Neff? The answer is one billion. Uh, so I'm just going to go. One point one point two two billion dollars. Uh, so I'm going to go with Steve. So we're tied. Good yeah, job, I don't bro. need you. Don't don't face no. Good job. Now don't what face. I didn't tell you was <laughs> the winner me. gets their choice of Animal Crossing amiibo from the table, and you could take them home with you. So, here's the last one. Between Stephen and Victoria. <laughs> Neff, 
This is your guess. Are you ready? Wait, wait. You should have it be them, and then they Steven? have to guess higher or lower for me. Well, my answer is... How many verses are in the Bible? Well, because this is the Nerd of God cast, it can't just be all nerd all the time. How many verses are in the Bible? We'll let Stephen go yeah, first Steve. on this one. <laughs> 50 billion. No. Um, <laughs> You're reading the message translation. <laughs> Wait, which translation are we talking about? That's oh. amplified. Well, the, the number of verses is the same. Oh, oh, verses. Not the number of words. words. The number yeah. of syllables. Well, you have 170-something in Psalms 119. So carry <laughs> the three. Stephen, uh, your answer? I say 32,412. Victoria. What did you say? 32,412. 32, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, like 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who's closest to the pit? Oh, Horseshoes yes. and hand grenades. Steve-O or Tory Line? Let's go with Steve-O. 32412 actual retail price. If I get that spot on, I get the Amiibos. <laughs> I paid for these Amiibos! <laughs> you can't have any of them. I don't care what this is. The number of verses in the Bible is 31... You've got to be 102. kidding me. I'll take the Sonic. Oh, I was like less than a thousand off. Can I have the Sonic one? 31,102. Oh, no, I was 1,200 off. Very, very <laughs> nice, Stephen. Great, great, yeah. great job. Apparently you Neff, don't get to pick your You are the winner. No, you get to pick one. You don't get to keep it, but oh, you get to pick oh, it. Oh, I picked the Sonic one. Yeah, good job. Good That's job. It's not, it's not Sonic. It's not Sonic. <laughs> it it's Mabel. You're making a man. She makes uh, that was the worst moves. game we've ever played. Congratulations, guys. Hey, right, guys. Not the DVD game from episode 2. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I missed that game. Or, or the middle name name. Or the middle name, name game. Or the James? James. James. <laughs> James. Everybody. James. Barack James Obama. Everybody. We cut that. <laughs> that you're, you're referencing things that nobody even knows exist. Uh, deleted James. James Rest assured, they were awesome. You they were them. awesome. Everybody's we're, middle name is James. We'll release that eventually when we just run out of content. What is released? No, did we delete that? No, it still it still, still exists. Yeah, oh, don't you wish you were there? Wonderful. You guys know what time it is? It's time for Neff News. Woo! Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Ar Blanca font. When you want your worst, look like a fancy Italian restaurant menu. That sounds saucy. Oh, fancy. It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> and here is your news in nerd culture this week. In TV comic book news, the newest episode of Flash is reported to feature several Earth 2 versions of villains Deathstorm and Killer Frost. Sounds like another day in Florida if you ask me. Deathstorm, Killer Frost. <laughs> if it's not sunny, it's a Deathstorm outside. And when we get frost, we feel like we're going to die. That's true. It's too cold, Tony. It's don't. 55 <laughs> degrees outside. I opened my windows, guys. It's going to be okay. I don't like the cold. I love it. Speaking of things I don't like, in video game news, the PlayStation Network went down this week for around 10 hours, boom, 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 boom. leaving players everywhere to play alone. Sony has released a statement saying it will compensate players with PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and video rental extensions. You're done right, Sony. That's right. I just got my PS4, mm -hmm. and you pull this garbage. <laughs> I almost went back to Xbox. I almost did it. Don't do it. But I didn't do it. Figure out your life, Sony. I, I wanted one thing on my day off. 
play Battlefront with my close friends Tony and our friend Mike, but we couldn't do it due to your lack security. Lack security. Fix it. Fix it. Make it happen. Fix it. Moving on. <laughs> Passive aggressive news. In a a mild editorial. <laughs> In movie news. Yes. It was revealed that Michael Bay is set to direct Transformers whoa, whoa, Five. Oh gosh. Oh. Transformers. Which is set to release in summer 2017. Wait, this is real. That's it, guys. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> what? Though Pack nobody, your bags. though nobody knows the official title or plot of this new film, might I suggest Transformers: Rise of the Gobots. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows the plot of the titles of the last three Transformers yeah, movies. Yeah, I, I thought point. it was going to be Transformers: Rise of Unicron. Oh, oh. Now I would, I'd go see a Unicron movie, but you got to get Orson Welles to do the voice. Wait, what? No, just yeah. take all the footage from uh, all the audio from the first one. And this has been <laughs> Neff News. Have a nerdy today and a blessed tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Neff. Mr. Neff. Every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn. Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Party on, dudes! Smokey and the bandit do. Smokey is, is the, the bandit. bandit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what happens whenever I get to that joke or laugh. <laughs> save me, please. Oh, here comes Tony. Shh, everybody. There he comes to save the day. Yeah, You're not worried yeah, at all. For days. You can hear his mighty call. Andy Kaufman at Tony. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> takes a call and takes a glug. <laughs> Uh, just a sip of water. <coughs> you missed a lot of good stuff, which we will hear later. No. I didn't miss anything. Um, okay, full disclosure: we're all friends here. Uh, us, the Nerd of God cast crew, and our Nerd of God squad. Uh, we had to pause. I had to use the restroom. Uh, everybody poops. Let's just be real about it. Okay? Girls, don't, girls about don't poop. Girls don't yeah, poop. Girls, girls aren't allowed. Poop. Now listen, I've known a lot of girls that were full of crap, and that <laughs> might explain it. But, from what I understand, everybody dookies sometimes. So I had to go use the restroom, and uh, I promise you, Neff, I, I know there was a lot of shenanigans happening up here because our restroom is right underneath <laughs> our studio. So I heard, I heard everything. I heard your entire Bill and Ted's excellent uh, bogus journey oh, yeah. montage that you and Steve went on, and I'm sure that'll end up as a post-credit scene on some. Oh, it episode. could be a whole like it could be a, like a 12 <laughs> <a>, B. Yeah, <laughs> for everything version. that we just did, like as a group. Yeah, I felt like oh, I was no, watching. Oh no! Don't the you add me into so that. So this is get in here. Again, I, I think that we can all we can all just be real with each other. Is this a safe place to be transparent? Yes. I yeah. mean, it's just you and me and a thousand of our closest friends. A thousand sure. listeners. We have a thousand <laughs> listeners. Ooh. Well, uh, air's getting pretty thin up in, here. <laughs> by episode fourteen. We will. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's the, the episode. That's the one that we're, that's the one we're looking for. You know what we do for episode fourteen? You just put what we never just do it. That's episode yeah, fourteen. Yeah. That's episode fourteen. Uh, okay, <laughs> so when you go to the bathroom, and I'm sorry, I know we were going to talk about best thing ever right now. But let's talk about this. When you go to the bathroom, uh, 
be real. Does anybody bring their devices with them? In the Every time. I, what well, did we it do? What did we do? Well, whatever you wear <laughs> to keep from having to go to the bathroom is your business. If I go to the bathroom at home, I don't bring a device. I read a book. But if I'm like in public, I use my phone. Depends what did we do? What did we do? Look, for, for years, people went too. And <laughs> what did we do before we could bring our phones with us? I usually had a book in there. You just yeah. bring a little book, yeah, a, a, yeah. Little, a little magazine or something like that. I remember yeah. rolling up an, an EGM or a, a Game Pro and taking it into the hopper with you. I remember when I was like ten. It was when my parents first let me like stay home by myself during the summertime. Is this story, no, how does this story end? Since nobody was home, Uh-oh. if I had to spend a while, I would leave because my bedroom door was right across the hallway from my bathroom. So I would just open up my bedroom door and the bathroom door <laughs> and put a mirror in my shower and I could watch TV. <laughs> I just crank the volume. Clever. That's clever, but until you got to the last part of that sentence, the whole thing was just weirding me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no one was home. I put a mirror and in I'm my in the shower. bathroom with a mirror in the shower. And my bedroom was right across. Okay, Steven. My parents were not home. This was creepy. <laughs> then things would get really weird. <laughs> That's when I got the knife out and my dog was hiding in the corner. Again, there was there was a line. There was a very clear line, and Nepa. you just danced right over. And I made it. Was no big a nice fish fillet. Line is a dot to you. It's a far away you are from the line. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Neff. You're 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 grounded. You're fired. Uh, so yeah. sometimes uh, you you bring your phone in there, and now now and I'm sorry that we're doing this. Are you readers when you're when you're on the on the on the throne? Or are you game players? Are there certain apps that are like, I'm going to play some Doodle Jump while I'm here on the hopper. <laughs> See, or Crossy Road. Doodle Jump while in, you... In this, in this building, there's not a lot of Wi-Fi going on. Okay. Unless you're on the Wi-Fi, there's not a lot of service. At least not with do you, do you, you Do you make often in this building? Uh, whenever I do. I, I don't do it often, but when I do... I play Amazing Thieves. <laughs> the most, most interesting pooper in the world. <laughs> Stop. No, no, no more contributions nothing. from Neff. Uh, are, you, are you game players or are you readers when you're in the bathroom? I'm a reader. One, one time I was, reader. I was on vacation. Uh, we were on a youth trip. Uh, side note, I was with my youth pastor, and uh, we, we were in Atlanta for some kind of festival, Christian music festival, and uh, had a real Jesus moment. Uh, by that, I mean there was no room at the inn. Uh, we got to Atlanta, and they had hotel rooms for the whole youth group, but there wasn't enough for everybody. And um, they sent us up the road to this next hotel, and the youth pastor got a room in this next hotel. And they only had uh, the large, like, king-size, like, fancy room. So the youth pastor got everybody checked into the hotel, and then he and I went to this, like, big, fancy, like, we had to got a, we got a suite. Like, everybody got their own nice. beds. It was, like, really fancy. I'm like, hey, we living it up right here. I don't know <laughs> what I did. But um, so I remember going to the bathroom in that hotel. And there was a television in the bathroom. What? And I sat there on the hopper and watched The Addams Family <laughs> and just had a great time. Uh, had a great time enjoying uh, the the adventures of, the, uh, of Gomez it's creepy and, and it's Morticia. Poopy. <laughs> it, was, it was creepy and kooky. Uh, okay, so so uh, I'm downstairs and uh, I'm, I'm resting in the room that is reserved for that purpose and I, I'm playing a, a little game just a real quick game because you can't you don't want to get into something that's that's such a commitment that by the time you find a save point your legs have fallen asleep you know what <laughs> I mean true. you want to you you want to make sure that you you're you're kind of a, in a hit it and quit it kind of game mode <laughs> backup true. question have you ever spent way too much time on the toilet because you couldn't stop what you're doing on your phone no I've done that before <laughs> no 
I've been caught up on like a chapter of a book, and like, there's I'm just been time for the rest of this chapter. Times I've, I came to church one night, and Stephen was parked out in front of the church, and I, I walked inside and saw him sitting on a pew, and he's watching his uh, Doctor Who on his phone. And I said, "What are you doing, man?" He said, "I came here to use the bathroom, and I got through all of the episode except for like five minutes. So I just wanted to watch it before I left." <laughs> I said, How long were you in the bathroom for, Steve? Oh my goodness, it was a long episode. Least, and we're five minutes from your minutes. house. Why didn't you just go home? I guess Steve-O likes the bathrooms at the church. Uh, but I, I say that to say this. I, I busted out a little game, a, a kind of a, a real quick little game, and I, and it's an embarrassing game. It's such a stupid little game. Uh, and, and But I loved it as a child. There, And if I tried to explain it to you, you're going to just think, wow, that's a stupid game. I paid money for this. It's a virtual console game I spent actual currency for. And I downloaded it. It's called City Connection. Which sounds like a bad dating site, right? But it's hey, not. Welcome to City Connection. Sounds like a Sims ripoff. Yeah, Connect no, with your City, City Connection Connect. is this: you're a guy who drives a Mini Cooper. Hey, hey, not not bad. All right, and you just go left and right on a series of tiered highways across different cities around the world. Oh, you no. start in New York, and then you go to London, then you go to Paris, and and your job is to avoid police. And if you can't avoid them, you shoot a barrel of oil at them and then ram them off the road. It's kind of like driver. <laughs> and then uh, sometimes you have to watch out because there will be cats with flags that just appear in the middle of the road. And if you hit them, it's game over. Who's putting flags on all those cats? I don't know. And your point, the, world. the point is this. You have to drive on every surface of road in the town and paint the whole thing white. Like when you drive over the surface, it changes colors. And you have to basically change the color of all the roads in the town. And it's really stupid, but it's kind of addicting. And I don't know why when I was a kid, I just really loved it. And it's just always captured my attention. I just, I dig that game. I don't know why. So I'm playing it down there. I'm going, man, if I tried to explain to somebody what I was playing, it would probably sound really stupid. So let me ask you this. What is something that you enjoy? What's a game that you kind of geek out over or a, a story? I, I mean, we can keep it in video games, but if there's something that's a better example, then what's something you enjoy? But if you try to explain it to somebody why you enjoy it, they're just going to go, uh, yeah, and they're going to back away slowly. I'll give you an example. I watched Steven trying to explain to a non-gamer tonight what Animal Crossing was. And she's like, that's weird. Why does that guy have horns on his head? He looks like Mr. Tumnus from Narnia. And and Stephen had to kind of explain to her what, what, and I'm watching him from a distance, explaining the nuances of Animal Crossing and failing miserably to wow her. I mean, I do that all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the way he tells stories. But is there a game or is there something that you've, you've played and you just loved it, but when you try to explain it to somebody, you just, uh, uh, and, uh, it doesn't work. Yes. What? I, it's, a, can it be a book? Whatever. Okay, so there is a series of books. It's a trilogy. It's called, um, I guess it's called The Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah, The Wizard of Earthsea. They made a bad right. movie about it. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. But the books <laughs> are really like we've good. we've already talked about it this. Was a, it was a uh, 3A. We yes. We talked about books. <laughs> anyway, so it's like, like I say these words and people are like, wow, you just hit a new level of really embarrassing nerddom. And I'm like, no, you understand. This That's when you is... point down the road and you say, it's not LARPing. Right, That's exactly. Still, but it's, but it's not LARPing. LARPing. So, but it's like really compelling story. I like how it's written. And, you Somebody know, that, so we, that listens to our show LARPs and they, they, they feel like we've just turned on them. Probably. Sorry, William. You don't have to call the brother out by name, man. Literally, the brother. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I just uh, named a name. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. What's that mean? Don't worry about it. Well, my thing. I've already had it. I, I've already done on this podcast. 
sports games to gamers, <laughs> not casual gamers, hardcore gamers like you guys. Had, but we, you, uh, we're aware that sports exist. Yeah, but I mean, we don't care that they exist. But we're aware that they exist. I mean, if you if you say it's a football game, we go, oh, okay. It's yeah, but explaining why I like NCAA football 07 compared to the other ones. I mean, that's that's boring, but I don't think it's necessarily because I mean, like sports is like a very like wide thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. What if I told you it was? <laughs> why do you like NCAA? Blah blah blah. Whatever. Because you get the you go to college and you get take cool trivia quizzes and it's got all time football teams like FSU like FSU this is like with Charlie Ward big deja vu episode I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is uh, the the episode in Star Trek the Next Generation it's like ter- where trouble tribbles they're constant <laughs> no the one where they go no the one where they go back to you that mean episode. generations nope 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 something very familiar about all this nope ahoy anybody else um. <laughs> Two come to mind for me. Uh, one of them I don't want to talk about because it's inappropriate, and it was before I knew Jesus. But okay. it was a it was an online text based RPG that I would play, and it was really, really awesome at the time. And I was like top like twenty in the world at it, but there's only maybe like thirty people in the world that played it. So <laughs> nice. Um, and the other one big is, fish, small pond. Yeah. The other one is uh, usually Lost, if I try to explain Lost to somebody. So they're on an island, right? Yeah. And then? Well, that's stupid. Well, you have to get past the first season. And, then and does the it get season. Does it get not stupid? I mean, I love every season. Even I take the sixth season for what it is. Some people like it, and they watch like a season and a half, and then they stop. Hey! Some people liked it and watched all of the seasons and wish they would have stopped. No, I liked I liked all of it, but... Any other, any games that you go, all right, is, Tori, I mean, you're, you're kind of a student of... of a unique and novel gameplay. I mean, is there anything that you go, if I was trying to explain this to somebody, you just kind of have to experience it because you just wouldn't get it from the description. Usually it's Animal Crossing because I'm surrounded generally by people who consider it not like a serious game. And I have to explain how I've sunk so many hours into it and what the appeal is. Is it a serious game? I mean... Well, that depends on your definition of serious. So, like, if you like Dark Souls, no, but... <laughs> but or NCAA 07. Yeah, but, like, you know, if it's just, like, if, if you like to have fun, yes. I don't, I don't know, it's like... What do you think, Steve-O? Um, not that I've tried to explain this to somebody, but I've had people try to explain it to me, and it didn't click until I saw it, and that was Journey. Was one that it's, it's, I think it's hard to explain. Like, you're just on a journey, and then you can interact with people, and there's some weird, you know, light monster thing. Like, it's hard to explain until you play it and experience it, and it's really cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's uh, a unique one that I think when you try to tell somebody, my wife sat down to play it, and she goes, I don't Ooh. get it. What do you do? You play I, I know, and I'm like, you just have to stick with it. She's like, yeah, no, this is boring. And she no, quit you just like, in the first, it. like, three minutes. She's like, I'm done with this. No. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, Tony's just looking at his marriage license. You license. have to experience it. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Neffy? No, don't don't dump on me for this. Uh, I haven't had to explain to it, anybody here about it, comes. it. When I was a kid, I had a Game Boy Color. We all did? And uh, there was one game that I liked in particular besides Toy Story Racing. Was this like a My Little Pony game? Because, I mean, are we going to have to like have a conversation after this? Beauty and the Beast, the video game. Okay. Was... One of my favorite games as a kid. And I feel like if I tried to explain to people why Beauty and the Beast for the Game Boy Color was such a great game, they'd be like, why is this large 
20 year old man telling me about Beauty and the Beast for Game Boy Color. And that's when they would start backing away. I think the idea of not not to pull the uh, anthropomorphic rug out from under your feet, but I think that like the idea of, okay, they made a movie tie in video game is not really a foreign or difficult to understand concept. I think that why you play it might be a little unusual. Like it doesn't seem like the glass slipper would fit your enormous foot. But <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't think that it's necessarily like, Oh, there's a beauty and the beast game. Like, what, but it's no, really fun. Like if you have That's like a, a, my dinner with Andre game, then you go, Oh, what? <laughs> like, what is that all about? <laughs> there, there was a, I'm trying to think of, there was a really obscure movie game. And I thought like, what is in the world? Like what, how could they make a, a game of that movie? I wish I could remember what it was. They Toys a, on the uh, SNES. What was it? Toys. I hated that game. Yeah, that was uh, the movie was a disappointing kind of movie. I, I had that game. I don't was know it? why I had that game, and I hated it. And I kept trying to tell myself, "We'll just play a little bit longer, and you'll like it." And I came up with the exact. It was, it was tough. Was it Lost in Space? Oh man, you know it's gonna. It's was gonna, it Taxman? It's gonna mess me up Pac-Man? that I have to. I have to remember what it was. <laughs> that it was. It was just such a strange space, thing that they made this game. I remember having a a. a Oh, it's gonna it's gonna kill me, it's gonna kill me. Well, out of out of all the things that could kill you, that's a pretty good way to <laughs> that's go. That's how I want to go. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, but strange concepts for games. I mean, you know, we mentioned a, a couple that are just strange and unusual games. One when I try to explain to someone why Flower is a great game, they just go, "Oh, yeah, yes. that sounds that's a nice game. Sounds incredible." No, it's a really good game. You have to get into it. But uh, sometimes understanding things is difficult when someone is trying to just explain it to you. Instead of when someone shows it to you, when when someone just try to tell you the story as opposed to someone walking it out, um, it's it's difficult. I sat down with a kid tonight at church, and uh, his name was Peyton, and I said, "Hey, Peyton." Now Peyton was uh, not having it tonight, man. He was not enjoying church. He was just acting wild, just all over the place. He's a little boy. I said, "Peyton, how old are you?" And he holds up four fingers, and I'm like, uh, "All right, you're four years old, buddy." I said. Do you like church? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, good, Peyton. Now, Peyton had been, like, acting a fool all night. He's climbing the walls. He's running all around the church, just not even, you know, not even minding his business. And uh, so afterwards, he's sitting on his sister's lap. His sister's a teenager, and uh, I'm trying to just – she's trying to choke hold him, you know, trying to strangle <laughs> him, you know, put him put him in the, the sleeper. Uh, but I, I say, you know, I'm trying to relate with him. I'm like, hey, okay, Peyton, why do you like church so much? And he said, because they have toys here. And then Peyton goes off on this tangent about, I have Legos, pirate Legos. And I say, yeah, Peyton, hey, man, I love Legos. I got Lego Dimensions. I play Lego Batman, Lego Star Wars. I love Legos, man. I, I love them so much. I showed him some pictures I had on my phone of some Lego sets that I saw at the World of Lego this weekend. I'm like, oh, cool stuff. So we're having a conversation now, and I'm on his terms. And I say, hey, Peyton, I said, do you love God? And Peyton goes, nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, uh, Peyton. <laughs> I said, do you know that God loves you? And he goes, nope. I said, all right. So there's one thing that we're going to remember. I put my finger up one thing. I said, put my finger to my head. I said, we're going to remember. And he did it too. I said, remember that God loves Peyton. And he said it with me. He goes, God loves Peyton. And then Peyton goes in the next thing. He's like, I like balloons. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then I thought, <gasps> I had a little aha moment. I had balloons in my car that I got for the youth group New Year's lock-in that I never used. I I said, Peyton, don't move. And I ran out to my car and I got some balloons. So I came back in with two balloons and uh, I said, all right, Peyton. I said, I got two balloons here. Which one do you want? And he's like, I want that one. I said, now hang on a second. I blew one of them up, you know, got it all big, tied it off. And I had the other one floppy. And I said, hey, Peyton, this one here, 
can do this. Wee, and I tossed it up in the air. Wee, I tossed it up in the air. I said, what about this one? I kind of flopped it. It was like, you know, it didn't do anything. And Peyton's like, I want that one. I said, but they're both the same. They're both balloons. There's nothing different about them. He goes, yeah, I want that one. I said, well, what's the difference? He said, because that one has air inside it. I said, oh, so it's what's inside that makes something so cool. It's what's inside that makes the difference. And he goes, yeah. I said, now, you know what, Peyton? I said, sometimes our hearts are like this one over here. You want to know what's different is the, between this one and this one? It's like sometimes people have something really cool in their heart. It's called God's love. All we have to do is trust in God. And I gave him just a real, you know, I'm a you know, four-year-old, no attention span, uh, you know, pretty balloon gospel presentation. And I said, Peyton, wouldn't you really like to have God's love in your heart? Do you want your heart to be like this? Wee! Or like this? And he's like, I want my heart to be like, wee! You know? I said, man, that's really, really good. All you have to do is just believe in God and ask him to come into your heart. And Peyton's like, yay! And, uh. I gave him the balloon afterwards, and he was like running around. He's going, "This is like Jesus." <laughs> it was like, it was a super, super dumb thing. But, but sitting there and just saying, "Hey, Peyton, you should love Jesus," because, and then going into like theology and eschatology and you know prophecy. And once upon a time, God fell. God created humanity who fell into in you know. And, and, Here, take and, this King James verse. Yeah, exactly. And and trying to you know, read. explain to him about sin and about you know propitiation and sacrifice and uh, read revelations first <laughs> but but instead of just telling him I, I was I, I that opportunity was given to me to kind of show him visually to show him and, and walk him through just a real crude but visual illustration of God's love and I think that our lives are like that I think that our lives can be illustrations of of God's love our lives can be illustrations of the really amazing thing that God is doing in in each of us um, and sometimes it looks extremely deep and profound, and sometimes it looks, you know, like nothing more than a, a balloon that has a little bit of lift to it. Sometimes it's in the successes that we have, and sometimes it's in the grace that we experience through our failures. Uh, but when you just try to say, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart today, sometimes people, <laughs> you know, shut the door real quick. Uh, I, I think that showing them, I think that taking them on that journey with us uh, and and being a, a window into what God is really all about is uh, is far more effective. So I wanted to take a little bit of time tonight and and just maybe give you guys a minute or two to share a, a brief snapshot of of your story. Maybe tell us a little bit about what it looks like when God shines through Tori, through Neff, through Stephen. You know, tell us a little bit about what who you are and who who God is in you maybe the experiences that you had a real quick uh, a real quick version of your testimony or uh, just you know something that that that's remarkable about your character about your story okay um so as most of you probably know I am very far from home right now I hail from the cold rather dismal smoggy land of New Jersey oh um, Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you like it here better, don't you? Um, I uh, am here for school. Um, let's see, how can I? I give me a second. Okay, I feel that God has uh, made me in a certain kind of way uh, that I am drawn um, to storytelling, in much in the same way as all of us here are. Because we love stories, and God's telling a great story, What how Tony puts it Yay. all the time. Um, as a child, I read a lot of books. Lots and lots of books, because for whatever reason, my nerd dad didn't 
buy us nerd things to play on, so we had books. Books are the um, original nerd thing to play on. That's true. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh, I had a Game Boy Color in the 90s. I'm like, oh, I didn't get one of those. Thanks um, for rubbing it in, Neff. Yeah, yeah thank Beauty you. Beauty and the Beast. You said everyone had one, so no, there you they, go. Everyone but Tori. I nerd shamed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. And I'm so, sorry to all the LARPers. It's okay. Um, but that's what I did a lot of the time. I read books, and I would go outside, and I would play, you know, what I read. And and growing up, it was like, it was an escape for me. And it wasn't that my life was especially dismal and I needed to escape, but it was like somewhere new I could go, somewhere that was my own place that I could explore, places like Narnia, places like Middle Earth, etc., that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So when I grew up and discovered uh, video games, the first one I played, I think, really was uh, The Ocarina of Time, which to me was playing in those book-like fantasy worlds that I had grown to love. So this fostered in me a very uh, uh, passionate passion for storytelling and taking someone to a different place, somewhere they could explore on their own. So this, um, so I've always had the desire to visually represent stories that I grew up loving, and that actually brought me to Florida and Full Sail, where I would hone those skills and be able to tell stories to other people um, that would take them to a new place and and help them see things in a new light and with their imagination that they maybe not wouldn't be able to see on their own and then I can like uh, help to foster some I don't know flight in people's imaginations and then that got really cheesy <laughs> I, I've been I for the past like forty eight hours I've been like defining myself as an artist for a project so I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do with my life but I feel that that God has put in me a um, a love for this kind of visual storytelling and I think that I have a unique spin uh, that I could bring to the video game industry uh, to help tell different stories much like Journey and Transistor and um, you know, that style of, of storytelling that is different than the original. How does your how does your faith affect your passion? Most of it up until this point was just decision making. Like, you know, is this really what you want me to do? Uh, you know, is this my skill or is this the skill that you gave me and that sort of thing. And every time it comes back to storytelling and illustration no matter what I think about or what I try or what I pray about it's very much like you have a story to tell and a way to tell stories and I want you to do that and so and I find it one of my biggest inspirations for this kind of thing is God is a creator and he creates things and he's a painter and he's a storyteller and all that kind of thing so I think it's it's like it's an honor to want to do the same kind of thing that he does and I do it in a very you know mean sort of um crass way like very unpolished piece of wood to his like you know beautiful wardrobe polished and nice and all that kind of thing but you know it's something that I can do to kind of like it's it's my personal way of, of praising him and like giving back and like look this is what I can do yay <laughs> so <laughs> super cool super cool uh let me swing around to Neff man uh, give us a, a window into your heart man tell us what tell us about your journey oh, well when I was two years old, <laughs> when I was a young boy, I grew up in a log cabin. Um, when I, I mean, growing up, uh, especially when I was a kid, I wanted to do three things. I wanted to be a football player, an actor, and a singer. <laughs> Triple threat. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like The Rock. I wanted to be The Rock, yeah, pretty much. I wanted to be The Rock. <laughs> I wanted to be Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I only know one song that he's sung, and it's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking about dessert. Uh, so did I. <laughs> 
Sad moment. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, and then I got to high school, and that was just a lot of problems, peer pressure. I gave into it a lot, and uh, I went to a couple churches, and then uh, my dad ended up passing away in between my ninth and tenth grade year, and that's when I kind of hit a slippery slope downward. Wow. Um, and then there was a point where I just, like, kind of realized – uh, what I was doing, you know, could, could be harmful for me, not only then, but like in the future. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of decided uh, I wanted to make a change. And so I started asking around all my friends. Uh, well, my friend David, he took me to his church, which was good for a while. But I mean, it was it was good going to the church, but I never really felt like I, you know, belonged there. I never was part of the youth group there. And then uh, my good friend Blake, <laughs> my best friend Blake, my brother Blake. <laughs> He uh he brought me to Sanctuary Church and that's where I really actually felt like you know this whole Jesus stuff is real man. That um, happened uh, probably at the end of 2012. Uh, I came for the first time and then I started steadily coming in 2013 and um, it's just been a an, an experience because in high school Blake and I uh, started rapping for the first time and that's where I f- figured out that I want to do music. Uh, but it was kind of repressed because my mom wanted me to get a real job, go to school to get a real education. Uh, so I was going to go to the Navy and I was going to play football in college and all this stuff and uh, be a police officer or a criminal psychologist, not not to be confused with a criminal psychologist. <laughs> um, but those things didn't work out. You're a guidance out. counselor nightmare. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I feel very blue today. <laughs> um. But uh, I had to get a job to support my family, and unfortunately, the only one that was there was a uh, a night, an overnight position. So I ended up dropping out of college. But I think that was kind of God pushing me and telling me, hey, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. This is what I want you to do. This is my plan for you. And it became, I, I went back into music. I realized, you know, I, I really like doing this. I enjoy doing this. And... I figured out that you can that you can make music that can worship God even through hip hop music, which I found was very, very encouraging. Because yeah. that was my that was the type of music that I really enjoyed writing and making. So it's just become a, a big process now of just getting his message out and the message about him and his love and trying to put all that in my music yeah. now and trying to encourage other people to you know, find him, which is interesting because that's just another form of storytelling. I mean, just like what, what Tori does with ink and pen, uh, you know, you bring out through, you know, music and, and it's stuff that God did originally, you know, his, you know, the angel hark, the herald angels sing, <laughs> you know, it's Harold, the angel. Why is he singing? <laughs> Harold, get back up here. I mean, I want to sing mom <laughs> or dad, I guess you'd say, <laughs> Uh, Steve-O, man, tell us, um, give us a window into your heart. Um, well, I guess to start it off, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Um, family wasn't like bad people. They just, we never went to church. Uh, I think maybe for the first like 15 years of my life, I went to church like three times and it was usually for like a wedding or a special event, like a family member christening or something like that. And, uh, I remember when I was a kid, my sister would have to babysit me. My older sister is nine years older than me. So when she would babysit me, she would plop me down from the TV and just put on movies. And that was the only way she could get me to sit still long, for long, ever to do anything. so much. Is for me to watch movies. 
And <laughs> among those movies was a, uh, not a pirated copy, but a recorded off the TV version of Back to the Future, which I wore out uh, quite a bit. Uh, I think that's what started uh, my love for movies, and specifically my love for Back to the Future was one of the ones that we had, and I would rewatch movies all the time. I would take my toys and reenact movies with them and <laughs> make my parents be a part of it and yell at them when they said the lines wrong. And uh, and then, uh, you know, after that, when I was 12 years old, um, I never thought that I had, like, a, a great family. I never thought my family did anything bad. Um until one night, uh, my dad came home and he was intoxicated, and it turns out that he had a drug addiction the entire time. Wow. Uh, not the entire time, but for a while. And uh, he ended up uh, attempting to commit suicide uh, in front of me and my mom that night, and we had to, you know, go to the hospital and all this stuff. And I was 12, and I didn't really know how to handle it. And that's uh, not directly because of that, but eventually, because of that, I started drinking at 12 years old. And, um, I drank not steadily like I wasn't like a, a a child alcoholic but whenever I had the opportunity I would I would always you know drink um that was also around the time I wanted to be a rapper myself so it's a little bit both of Def and Tory here um I grew what, out of that though what's the both the part what's the Tory part <laughs> uh like the storytelling drinking? no storytelling oh, okay. movies I, I ended, like I wanted to like I, I, I liked thought you were, I thought you were calling Tory an alcoholic <laughs> my art is good so just talk about my art <laughs> Okay. Um, Sorry. Animal Crossing. Woo. So, Sorry, um, uh, after that, I I grew a really good friendship with my friends at the time, and uh, my one of my best friends at the time, his name was Keith. He uh, was going through a lot of family problems too, like I was, and we really bonded and connected over that, and almost had like a brotherhood kind of through that. And he ended up moving across the street from this big field in this building that I thought was like a small skating rink. Uh, and it turned it out, turned it, it turned out to be Sanctuary Church at the time, Sanctuary at Conley. And uh, just one night, his mom, I guess, realized that this was a church and went there and then brought his little brother. And then the next week brought us to the youth group. And that's when I met Tony. And that was in March. That'll be 10 years. Yay. So. Um, a decade of decadence. Yep. And. Wow. uh it wasn't like a uh, like an overnight thing. Uh, like eventually, you know, through that, I ended up getting saved and knowing Jesus. And uh, I still messed up a lot because uh, I had that because we all, me and my friends, all went there together. So we knew each other, you know, before Jesus, and we didn't really stop acting like ourselves until we were at church. And then we'd put on like a church front. Uh, I mean, we like stopped drinking and all that stuff, but we still were acting a fool and being stupid. Uh, and then I had a lot of pressure. Cause they started going away from God and I was wanting to grow closer to God. And there was a lot of pressure to just kind of leave, not leave everything, but leave this like new life that I was starting to begin. And eventually God just made it away. And I can't even tell you how it happened, but we just stopped being friends and it wasn't even like a fight or nothing. It was just like, after like a week or two, we just ended up not talking anymore. And, uh, and uh, I, like I eventually ended up uh, dropping out of school, so I wasn't around them all the time. And you know, I don't think that like God plans for people to drop out of school, but I think God can always use something. I think in His grand scheme, God has a plan. And whether or not that is what we would consider God's plan, God is ultimately is the overarching plan of God. And I don't think that if I would have stayed in school and been surrounded by them because they were the only kids because I was I'm a very social person but I'm very introverted like if I don't know people I don't talk so I would only talk to people that I knew and I only really knew them 
uh, it was just a way for God to kind of isolate me from them and actually have me spend a tremendous amount of time with Tony. Tremendous. And uh, like 30 hours a week (laughs) with Tony. And uh, it has really helped me uh, just be able to replace things in my life that I didn't realize that I wanted. I thought that I wanted, but I didn't realize that that's not what I wanted. Like my spirit didn't want that, even though my flesh did. That's awesome. The Nerd of Godcast does not endorse dropping out of school. By the way, kids, stay in school. (laughs) School is for winners. Because school is... Cool. I'm going back to school next week. Congratulations. I eventually got back and got my... (laughs) Went back and got my equivalency. And graduated on time. Yeah, I got my GED the week after I would have graduated. Oh, that's awesome. Still haven't started college yet. I'm going to have my bachelor's degree in three months. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. All right. I took a correspondence course on air conditioner repair. Hey, all right. That's cool. Late night commercial. Okay, I called the number for I requested a catalog for the correspondence course. That's a chilling story. I read a Sears catalog <laughs> once. Uh, you know, it's really amazing because all of us have such different stories and all of us have different journeys. When you look through the Bible, it's amazing that the Bible isn't just like a, a series of things that God just wrote and said, and then the cherubim speaketh unto. The, the Bible, for the most part, is a story of people. And people that go through the struggles and people that have the failures and people that have the doubts and, and, and go through all of these different stories. And in these stories, find strength in God, find hope and direction in God. And, uh, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things is that it's not just, hey, God is so distant and so far away and that we're, we're all climbing some uh, mountain in the distance in hopes of finding them. But along the way, we realize... He's with us every step of the way, that he's shining through us, that he's using us and leading us and refining us. If you look at your life now and you compare it to, uh, Stephen, when you first came to church here 10 years ago, when you first came to church here now uh, four years ago, you know, Tori, when you were a little girl out in the woods playing, you know, adventure time with a stick, you know, fighting dragons and, <laughs> and golems and cave trolls and whatnot. You know, we look at where we started and we look at where we are and it's easy to be encouraged and say, God, you've done a great thing and we don't notice it in the same way that we don't notice the reflection in the mirror changing. But when we look back at pictures of ourselves at children, we go, oh, my goodness, look how young we were. We were babies. But we don't see it because it happens so gradually and it happens day by day. Uh, There's a song lyric, and I probably have shared this on the Nerd of God cast before, and I don't even care because uh, I'm an old man. And old men tell the same story over and over and over again. <laughs> but there's a song lyric by an old Petra, is, is the old, you know, 70s and 80s, a little bit of 90s uh, Christian band. And uh, there, there's in a song that I was listening to it the other day, uh, so it's fresh in my mind, uh, called The Road to Zion. And the, uh, hmm. one of the verse begins, Sometimes it's good to look back down. We've come so far and gained such ground. But joy is not in where we've been joy is who's waiting at the end and i love that and i'm encouraged by that and no matter how far we've all come in our own personal journeys i just want to encourage you look forward to what's next i know it's a new year and i don't usually trip out about like happy new year new day new you every morning is a new morning every moment is a new moment make good choices make 
God-honoring choices. Make people-loving choices. Make choices that bring the best part of you out. If someone cuts you off in traffic, you could lean on the horn or you could tell them that they're number one. But instead, just <laughs> pause and, and don't make their day worse just because they made your day worse. You know, you go to Wawa and they you order a panini and they tell you they don't have no panini bread. You know what? Just take the shorty roll. Everybody's going to be okay. Yes. Don't make the poor kid back there shucking bacon and turkey, you know, miserable just because you didn't get what you wanted. Be cool. Make good choices and honor God. I think that what will happen is that we'll get to see a lot more opportunities open up in our lives where we get to sit down with small children and tell them the gospel through a deflated balloon. And, and we can tell that story and be happy about it. We can tell the story about how we put a smile on someone's face in the checkout line. We can tell the story about how we were able to care for someone who, who otherwise wouldn't have felt cared for. And isn't that when we're most like Jesus? So I just want to encourage you guys. I know that we nerd out about video games and comic books and all those things are great. And that's a huge part of who we are. And, and the Nerd of God cast, to me, is a reflection of how God can use the nerdy, goofy, quirky, weird, wacky, eccentric, and, and unconventional things about us to bring himself glory. And that's why we do this program. That's why we do this podcast and the blog and the, the Twitter. That's why we go out to different live events. We just do it because... We're nerds, and that's who we are, and God made us that way, and he loves us that way, and if that's you, God loves you that way too, even if you're a LARPer. So um, I'm just so thankful that you're here with us. I'm so thankful to be able to do this. I'm thankful for the Nerd of God cast crew for being with us every every week when we do this in the middle of the night, you know, with yawns and Tori's looking at deadlines and Steven's got to be up in three hours to go to work. And, you know, uh, we, we've all got places to be, but we, we do this because it's a passion. It's something from our hearts that we care about and we care about you as our listeners. So thank you for being part of our Nerd of God cast family. If you haven't had the chance, please connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook at Nerd of Godcast. You can email us questions, different things that you that you might have at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit us on our website, nerdofgodcast.com. And please, if, if what we do is a reflection of who you are and, and you appreciate the ministry, stop by our Patreon page. Uh, you can connect to it through uh, support the show on the Nerd of Godcast website, nerdofgodcast.com. Click on that. You can help us by uh, offering a gift even as little as a dollar. Uh, every little bit goes to help some of our production costs. This is all stuff that we do out of pocket. We don't have any corporate sponsors. Uh, but at this point, I thought Wawa would have chipped in. But <laughs> I feel we like we're sponsoring Wawa more than that. <laughs> I think it's definitely a, a one-way relationship here, you guys. But uh, but but thank you so much. Uh, as, as always, if you can't give. Uh, your prayers are greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, we, we're just so appreciative to be able to, to do this thing for you every week. And we hope that you continue listening and that you'll continue the conversation by joining us online. And that brings me to this amazing moment. We've got a fun little game for you guys as we sign off this week. This is something that you guys can participate in. We already put it out on our Twitter. We'll be shouting out uh, with this on the next few days until our next episode. 
but uh, we, in looking back at some of our 2015 episodes, I found a catchphrase that we used to use in some of our original episodes whenever someone, usually Neff, would say something <laughs> that was uh, either a little inappropriate or a little dumb, a little uh, groan-worthy, we would uh, stop what we were doing and immediately let them know that they were grounded. You're grounded. That was a, that was kind of a catchphrase in there that we brought up, and uh, it, it just kind of became a, something that was a part of us. Uh, so we're playing a game called Hashtag You're Grounded, and what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys a topic, and we want you to come up with the most groan-worthy, the most wonderfully, deliciously awful pun that you possibly can. And this topic is going to be based on a video game. So give us a video game pun that is just absolutely terrible, and if you have the best terrible pun, uh, we're going to give you a shout-out on the show, and you will win uh, something cool from the Nerd of God stash. Uh, can you guys think of an example of a terrible uh, video game-related pun? Tori. Okay, do it. Okay. What kind of overalls does Mario wear? What kind of overalls does Mario wear, Tori? Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> Anybody else have one? Um, how do the people of Hyrule... Uh, view their throwback Thursday photos. How do the people I rule view their throwback Thursday photos? A link to the past. Ah. That was off the top of my head. <laughs> Just, You're now. grounded. Where, where does where does Star Fox go to get old old, old country country cooking? Where does Star Fox go to, to get, get old, old country old, old. cooking? At the Cracker, Cracker Barrel. Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> You're grounded. You're fired. (laughs) Thank you for catching on to that. That was awesome. That was funny. That was good. All right. So you guys get the idea. We've given you a couple freebies there. (laughs) Help us out with your really, really bad video game puns. And if yours is the best at being the worst, we will give you guys uh, some love. So uh, once again, we thank you so much for being with us for the Nerd of Godcast. Producer Steve-O. Thanks, guys. Tory Line. Good night. Quentin Gregory Neff. God bless the LARPers. And my name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can stay here. Peace out. In me, that's what I said. How I can see it in your eyes, I can see it in your smile. What's that you're drinking? You're all I've ever wanted, and my arms are open wide. I feel like this every time we record, we have to drink exclusively from these cups because you know just what to say, and you know just what to do. What if I have, like, iced coffee in the- And I want to tell you so much. Hey, my sunglasses. Hello. 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 A little pitchy, dog. <laughs>